Um, I thought um, tonight we're due, we're due to start a new sermon series on Ephesians and um, we are going to do that and we're going to do that starting next week. Um, I just thought this was a a, a, a new time for us, um, the start of a new year and Jez has um, left as lead pastor and so there's just maybe some words that I wanted to, to share with us this morning. I kind of words for the year for Oikos as we look at a passage today, something that's been on my heart for um, a number of months now. Um, I'm going to wait until we're all back together again to do my hopes, visions and um, ideas uh, for what I think the Lord has in store for us over the coming years when we're all back together in person. But I do think this is timely, that it's maybe helpful for us to have something each year that we think, what are we, um, maybe just a word or a passage that we all, that we all share together as a community of believers, um, as the church at Oikos for this year, that we can encourage one another in, I hope and pray. And so we're going to look at in, in Matthew um, 11 today, just a few verses um, that have been on my heart over the last few months. And so, Ben, if you don't mind sticking up the slides now, please, that'll be, that'll be great. And we're just going to look at Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. We will look at a, a couple of other places in Matthew along the way, um, but that's where we, we're kind of focusing on um, today. And where I'm going with this is, um, it, it's a slightly shorter um, sermon uh, today, but there's a, there's a time in the middle where um, I'd like us to spend some time reflecting. So we're going to have a 10 minute reflection time and uh, that I'd like us to, to just on our own um, with our screens off and muted and so forth. But I really want us to, um, to spend some time reflecting on um, what's said um, at the start of this sermon. So um, if you'll turn with me to Matthew 11 verses 28 to 30, it says on the next slide, Ben, if you don't mind, um, come to me, all who labor, and a heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm just gonna pray as we start um, looking a little bit deeper into this um, tonight. Father, I want to thank you so much for your word. Thank you that it speaks to us, directs us, gives us purpose, changes us, makes us more like your son, Jesus. Lord, I pray tonight against any distractions that may come our way. Um, Lord, I pray that we'll be able to focus on you, focus on your words. Lord, I pray that we would have, have ears that are willing to hear and hearts that desire to change. Lord, we ask that you would meet with us tonight. Your spirit would speak to us, prompt us in the areas that you would like us to change and encourage us in those areas where we feel weak. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And I love verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Really? It doesn't always feel like that, does it, if we're honest? It doesn't always feel like that. I can't say that following Jesus has always been the easiest time of my life. Well, how can it be? Well, 
just going to spend, I spent, like I say, some time looking, reading, listening, praying through these verses. And, and my prayer for me, my prayer for us as a church for 2021 is that we would know what it means for Christ's yoke to be easy and his burden to be light. I pray that we would follow Jesus with joy, peace, excitement and a lightness as we do that. When Jesus says, take my yoke, his yoke refers to what he teaches us, what we learn from him and then how we are called to live. Basically, that what he teaches impacts how we are to live our lives. And so his yoke is a yoke of obedience, a yoke that we should carry. You see, the things that he teaches us and he puts on us are easy. It's what it says here, isn't it? It's easy. So the burden we are pulling should be light. And obedience, what does that look like? Well, it means to love God more than anything else. It's the first, the greatest commandment, isn't it? And then we are to love others, love others more than ourselves. We are to look out for the marginalised. That's what Jesus did. We are to put others before ourselves. We are to build each other up. Those that are in Christ, we are to build one another up. And this is to be light to us, to do that. But it seems particularly odd for Jesus to say these words when we look back just a few chapters in Matthew 7, verses 12 to 14, and Jesus talks about there being a narrow gate and the way being hard. The way of the Christian life is hard, is what it says in Matthew 7. And, and this is maybe more what we can empathise with in the reality of our lives, that the narrow gate has felt hard. Being obedient to Christ, to Jesus, has been hard. It's felt heavy, not a light burden. Heavy to serve others, tiring maybe to love others more than ourselves, relentless, maybe even stressful. You're thinking, oh, I should be making disciples. Why aren't I? What's happening? Why aren't people coming to know the Lord? Maybe even feeling like a failure at times. The burden can sometimes feel heavy, anything but light. So how can the burden that Jesus puts on his disciples be light if on the other sense there is a narrow gate and there's a hard way? Well, we're going to look at Matthew 7 now. If um, Ben, if you can stick that up, please. It reads, so whatever you wish, what others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few. If you look on the screen, you can see um, that I've put the, the, the text that are, are parallel to each other in uh, color coordinated. We see the way of the world compared to the way of Christ. And firstly, we see that the gate is wide in yellow. We see the gate of the world is wide compared to following Christ, where the gate is narrow. And we have the same word for gate, and then we have the opposite word for wide and narrow. And then secondly, we see that the way of the world is easy compared to following Christ, where it says the way of the world is hard. And we have the same word for the word, for the word way, and we have the opposite of easy and hard that we see there. And then we see that the way of the world leads to destruction compared to following Christ, which leads to life. 
We have the same word for leads and the opposite words for destruction and life. And then we see this final pairing. It says, those that enter the wide gate are many. But then there's those who find the narrow gate are few. All these parallels we might expect, but the final one, the green pair, there is a change. We see there are many that enter by the wide gate, but then we there are, um, but then he uses the word find to find the narrow gate. Why does he use the word find? Well, we're going to spend a little bit of time looking at gates now. I hope you probably weren't expecting that tonight. But if you just click on, please, Ben. Um, firstly, what difference does it make that a gate is narrow or wide? You can still walk through a narrow gate. You can walk through what just as you can through a wide gate. I've got some narrow doors in my house and I can walk through a narrow door just about and I can also walk through a wide door. It doesn't matter whether it's small or wide, I can get through it. Next slide then, please. But what the difference is that a narrow gate, you can't take much through with you, can you? You can't take extra things through with you. I remember a few months ago, um, Ben uh, phoned up uh, to say, oh, he needs some help putting, moving some stairs that he's getting delivered into the back garden. I thought, yeah, I'll come and help you. That's absolutely fine. He forgot and neglected to mention that they were cast iron and weighed half a ton and that the, the, and that the side alleyway we were getting through was thinner than me. And so obviously we're trying to push these cast iron things through, the, through this narrow gate, taking bits off the wall. I had to take my jumpers off even just to fit in at the same time as this. It was not easy. You see, to enter the narrow gates, you have to take off what you're carrying. It's a simple path. You can't take all your belongings with you. It's like when Jesus says, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. We have to take off what we're carrying. And then thirdly, next one, Ben, please. A narrow gate is harder to spot, isn't it? You can walk along and, and, and never see it. But the gate for the world is wide. And, you can, and it's easy to see. Getting through it is easy. You can bring as much as you like with you. You can take all your belongings with you. Whereas the narrow gate means we just take Jesus with us. After all, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. To get through the wide gate, there are thousands of ways that lead to destruction. For the narrow one, it's hard to find. And you can't take much through it. It isn't that Jesus is unavailable. It is that Jesus is not the sort of gate that we want. Before we were born again, saved by Jesus, he is not attractive to us. And so we don't even have an eye out for the gate. So how does this not contradict that Jesus' yoke is easy and his burden is light? Well, that's the question we're gonna answer. You see, until our eyes are open by the Spirit to Jesus, his way is unappealing. There's no appeal to it at all. But even when light is shone on our lives and we come to know him, our hearts and our minds can still become out of step with Jesus and everything becomes difficult to bear. That's when his teaching becomes heavy. That's when his yoke becomes heavy. It's when loving others, caring for the widow and orphan becomes a chore. Making disciples becomes frustrating and a heavy burden because instead 
we start carrying other things of this world. See, we carry the comfort of this Western world, carrying the pursuit of money with us for our own comfort, maybe. Maybe the desire to have bigger, nicer houses becomes our goal rather than, um, rather than, um, so it becomes an idol and a goal rather than just something else. What other, what other people think matters more than what God says of us? And so we don't share the gospel with people. Maybe we're trying to carry through job satisfaction, pouring our lives into our jobs, thinking that it will bring everything that we want and desire. All the while, still trying to walk down and into that narrow gate. And then we wonder why every step is getting harder and harder and harder. As more friction builds up and builds and builds, you can't take any more steps and you get wedged in. And then there's three options. Do we keep going wedged, but still trying to get more stuff of this world in with us? And then we feel consumed, hedged in, frustrated that the yoke that we feel Christ has placed on this is unfair because we want these other things as well. Or do we go back and find the wider path that leads to destruction where we can take all our belongings with us? Or we can take things off that we're not meant to be carrying. And maybe we've started to carry things from this world through that Jesus doesn't want us to. Just maybe Jesus' teaching has become heavy for us. Maybe we're finding it, maybe you're finding it increasingly hard to walk through that narrow gate that has been revealed to you. See, the more we carry, the harder it is. Maybe we're even taking on a good burden, like making disciples, and we're making it about ourselves and trying to do it ourselves in our own strength. It's us that saves people, not the Spirit. But this is a burden that we are not to carry, not something we need to put on ourselves. And I'll be honest with you, as I was reflecting about this, I think I know there's times that I can try and squeeze in the Western ideal of what life should look like for me and my family, a bigger, better house, a nicer car, all those things. And I try and drag them through something that doesn't fit, something that takes my eye off the goal, something that only brings discontentment in life. Because even if those things happen, there'll be more things that I want afterwards. Maybe it's busyness. All these extra things that it means to be obedient to God, we feel. Serving on a Sunday, taking responsibility for caring for others, adding to our already busy, busy schedule, another meeting. And those things become a burden that we carry rather than the delight that, that the Lord wants them to be for us. And so I've got some questions for us just to spend some time thinking about on our own. And I want us to, to take this time and, and think about these things because maybe there are things that we are carrying at the moment that we've been carrying for a long time that the Lord wants you to get rid of. Maybe there's things that he wants to carry for you, but certainly there are things that he wants you to take off. So firstly, Ben, if you don't mind putting the questions up, please. What are the things of this world that you are trying to squeeze through the narrow gate? 
Or what do you think the Lord may be calling you to take off from this world? Now, honestly, do spend some time praying through this and thinking about this. We're not going to solve it in 10 minutes necessarily, but it's something that I think is well worth spending time asking ourselves. Are there areas that this reveals that you are doubting God in? Often when there's things that we are clinging on to that we want to keep, it's because we might be doubting God in some way. Maybe just recognising that and seeing that area is a great place to start. Well, what part of his teaching, his yoke, is a burden to you? What are you finding it hard to obey? Loving others, loving God first and foremost, telling other people about him, are the things that you're trying to do in your own strength rather than in his. I hope that's, I hope that's been clear, um, but I'm just going to give us 10 minutes now. And um, so, so turn your screens off. Um, if you want to get a pen, pencil and all that, please feel free to do that. But I just really recommend um, giving this time to this now. Um, rather than let a new year start and and then forgetting all these things, I think it's a really good place to start and recognise these things that you can then wage war on as they come up over the coming year. We'll see you in 10 minutes.
Father, I pray for sightedness for us all, that there may be things that we're carrying that we, we don't even realise that we're doing. Um, so Lord, I pray over the coming days and weeks that we would have revealed to us those things that we're carrying from this world that we shouldn't, or burdens that we're putting on ourselves that we feel you're putting on us, that you're really not. So Lord, I ask that um, this would be a time that we just continually repeat and revisit, um, that we wouldn't neglect, that we would um, enjoy coming to you and having you take off things that we don't need to be carrying. And Lord, as we do that, we know we will feel true contentment, that we would feel a lightness um, in doing what we're doing, being on mission for you, and that loving you would be a delight and not a burden that which sometimes we can maybe feel like it is. So Lord, I pray that, um, yeah, that this would be a year where we really do um, uh, live lightly, where we have um, a year of particularly um, experiencing a light, a lightness to your yoke, we pray. Amen. Well, <clears throat> just going to, just a few, few more minutes um, to finish off um, from what we've just been looking at um, today. So how do we combat those things that take over, that make the narrow path harder? What is it that will help this yoke be light and the, um, the yoke be easy and the burden be light? Well, I think the answer, if you don't mind clicking on Ben, is through realising what has gone before. So we're just going to read um, a bit of Matthew 11 that comes before um, uh, the, uh, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. In verse 25, we'll start there. And it says this. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, church, when we see that the Son chooses to reveal um, uh, uh, to, to reveal to us the Father, we're able to see the Father, who is Lord of heaven and earth, and he chooses to reveal him to us as little children. That means pointing to our weaknesses, our neediness and our helplessness. That's how we come to him as children. And that our Lord Jesus has had all things handed over to him, and yet he is still gentle and lowly so we have the picture of uh, the picture and truth of the authoritative caring father who cares for his children and the friend and savior jesus who has all things subjected to him it means that all these obstacle obstacles that we have spent time reflecting on that get in our way of walking uh, through the narrow gate all those things that we're carrying that are extra that we don't need to don't seem hard anymore the things that we are to carry, his yoke of loving God, making disciples, loving others, caring for the weak and the marginalised. Even in those hard times, it's those things, 
in those things, Jesus is underneath us and he is lifting us up, making our burden light. If you click on Ben, please. You see, we are not the first people to struggle with his, uh, with his yoke and burden. In Matthew 19, 27 to 29, just after uh, Jesus uh, speaks to the rich and the ruler, Peter says this to Jesus. Then Peter said in reply, see, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Um, what then, sorry. Um, Peter said, see, see, we have left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? Basically, Peter's saying, look, we've chosen the hard way. What are we going to have then? What's our reward, Jesus? And Jesus' reply is that in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Everyone who has left sister, father, sister, brother or land will receive a hundredfold in eternal life. Jesus says, follow me. And sacrifice your will and your sacrifice is so small in comparison to the great reward of eternal life that awaits awaits you you click on Ben you see the yoke is easy burden is light my yoke is easy and my burden is light Jesus says to us you see we may well face hardships in life you may well be attracted to the other things of this world that are pleasurable for the moment that we are here. And you may have, you've, may have chosen the, you've chosen the, you've chosen the unpopular route in life, the narrow gate, one that will look, most likely look like people not liking us at times. One of telling other people about Jesus, the life of loving others uh, other than uh, uh, first above ourselves. But guys, this is nothing Nothing in comparison to the hundredfold recompense that we get, that we will receive. You see, that's why people like Hudson Taylor, where we read 50 years um, in China, um, finding China Inland Mission, planting, ch um, starting schools and um, training missionaries and losing two wives, uh, sorry, losing a wife and two children, being paralyzed. And yet his heart was for making more missionaries to go out to China, starting more schools, Christian schools. Despite these real hardships, he was able to say that Jesus' yoke was easy and his burden was light. So guys, as we enter 2021, my prayer for us as a church is that we would be so besotted with Jesus that we would know his yoke, that his teaching, that obeying him would be easy. His burden would be light. May this year be a year of being lifted up by Jesus, a year of offloading things that we do not and should not be carrying from this world, a year of peace, love, joy, and hope in Jesus. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we, we do pray that we would be so in love with Jesus that we would um, everything else would just pale into insignificance. Lord, we pray that we would have um, daily removed those things that we do not need to carry that weigh us down. Those things that aren't from you. Things that are good things that we make things bigger than they should be. Lord, I pray that our hope would be in you alone. 
pray that through hardship and times of trial, the Lord, that our hope would just be, uh, our eyes would just be fixed on you. Lord, let us really know what it means for your yoke to be easy and your burden light. Let us live that out this year. Let us increasingly know that truth. That even through hardship and the hard times, Lord, your yoke is still easy and your burden can still be light. Let us let you lift us up. Lord, I pray against any stubbornness that there might be in us, that we can do things on our own strength. Lord, let us now repent of that. And say, Lord, we can do nothing without you. Lord, we um, I commit this year to you. Let it be a year of growth in every single one of us. One where we love you more at the end of this year than we did at the start. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.